How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Match believes that adults date better. Because when you date as an adult, you get to be a little irresponsible with really responsible people. Rip the clothes off someone who actually knows how to put them away. Fall stupidly in love with someone who's actually really smart. Forget being hot. Get them to ugly laugh. Ready to crush on someone who makes you feel whole? If you know who you are and what you want in a relationship, Match is the place for you. Adults Wanted. Download the Match app today. I, When I was living in Greece, I would hike up in the mountains every day, and there was this little spot that we'd go and watch the sunset. And I remember it was the last day I was watching it. And I was crying, and I was realizing that what stood between me seeing everything I'd seen over the six months and people that were sitting at home was paperwork. It was the paperwork that was holding them back. And that moment I realized I don't want paperwork, a job, or anything to hold me back from what's really out there in the world. Hey, 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 what's going on? Welcome to episode three of the Inspired by Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Faldeben. This is the podcast for travel lovers and adventure seekers. And in this episode, I have spoken with Mikael Sleister. Mikael is a digital nomad, an entrepreneur, a digital nomad coach who talks about experiences getting started with traveling, how she got a taste of travel and how she fell in love with it, the challenges she's been through through her journeys over the years and how she's overcome them and how she helps people like you, people who are maybe aspiring to travel or just thinking if travel is a really attainable thing, how she helps them get on the road, get the mindset right. And this is some of the things that we will be talking about in this episode. And if you are new here, I want to say thank you. Thank you for joining. And wherever you found us, through, I want to say that um, you've landed on a pretty interesting podcast, and this is where we talk about travel and how to inspire you to get to traveling as well. So if you have not followed us, make sure you do that. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it from, and also um, have a listen to this podcast if it's your first time, and leave us uh, a feedback. Hopefully, we deserve a five stars from you. And Let us get into today's podcast without further ado, and I hope, I really hope that you enjoy it, and I will see you on the other side, my friend. All right, Mikhail, thanks for joining me. How are you? I am very good, really excited to be here today and getting to enjoy a little bit of sunshine, so I'm pretty happy. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, I uh, this is the third episode of the podcast, and you're literally like the first digital nomad that I will be interviewing on this show. So this is like one very special episode, which I'm excited about, and I'm just so excited to get into all of the things that you know we we'll, we'll be discussing. I know there's no 
um, specific guideline on what we're going to talk about. So we're just going to, you know, roll with it, see where the conversation takes us, and hopefully we can inspire some people to to freedom. Well, I'm ecstatic to be the first one and show the path. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So um, where are you right now? Yeah, so right now I am in Boston. Um, I just got back to the U.S. about a week ago um, after a five-month trip in Europe. Wow, five months. Um, you, uh, you started traveling five months ago, or you've been traveling way before five months, and you just spent the last five months in Europe. Yeah, so I just spent the past five months in Europe. Um, I started digital nomading um, about March of 2020 when coronavirus was hitting the fan. I was in Peru traveling solo. Wow. So. You were you started traveling when the coronavirus hit. That's when you started. When a lot of people were thinking about, oh, let's go back home and let's you know reassess things. That's kind of uh, strange, you know. Not not very, um, not what most people do. Yeah. So I got my remote job in January. Uh, well, it started in January of 2020, and so um, 60 days into the job, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go travel. And so I flew to Peru, and that happened to be the third week of March. And on an intuitive feeling, ended up leaving. And within, I think it was 15 hours of me leaving, they completely closed the border. So wow. I made so it out just you... in time. Just in time. So you left the U.S. and the bottle was shot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, which which was kind of interesting because the border ended up closing. I get back to the U.S. and I only stayed in the U.S. for about two months after that. Wow. So what was going through your mind at this time? Did, did you ever at any point think, oh, I think I may have messed up. I think I made the wrong choice. I mean, a foreign country where I know nobody, the virus is ravaging through the planet, and, you know, what do I do next? Were you ever having this kind of thoughts at the time? Um, honestly, no. I totally underestimated the power of coronavirus and what it was going to do to my travel plans. Um, my sister, actually, in November of 2019, was like, you're not going to go to Asia. Coronavirus is coming. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm traveling the world. Um, but once I did get back to the U.S., um, and obviously in April, all of the U.S. Um, shut down, that's when it really hit me that my travel plans could pretty much be over. Um, and I was, uh, I was pretty down. But I ended up starting a new project during those two months that I was in quarantine um, and trying to gain some value out of that experience. Right. So what what kept you going? What gave you the confidence that even though through whatever is going on in the world right now, you know what? I'm not looking back. I'm not even going to find a way to get back to the United States. I'm just going to keep, you know, marching forward. What? Where did that confidence come from? Um, I think it was just really that ever desire to see the world. And even though I was seeing everything around me change, I knew that more than likely it was just going to get worse. And so I needed to mm. utilize the time I had. And at this point, I didn't really have anything to lose. Um, I was working mm. remotely so I could still do my job. It was just a matter of going back and forth and deciding where am I going to go. But as far as the confidence goes, it was really just the fear of missing my chance to travel that pushed me to keep wanting to go. 
Right. I mean, I, I, I totally relate to that. I mean, I have a similar story personally about, you know, why I've decided to start traveling at this time. And I think for me, it's just a matter of if I don't do it now, I don't think I will ever do it, you know, regardless of what's going on in my life, because we always want to like, you know, find the perfect time, the perfect situation. I need to save this much money. I need to, you know, have this thing, you know, going on before I can start traveling. But knowing that, you know what, I have so much time. Like when I look at myself, I'm like, just it seemed like yesterday when I was 22 years old. Now I'm 28, and I I feel like you know six years have just gone by without without me knowing you know where they went. So I totally relate to that. So tell me a little bit about what your life looked like, you know, in the conventional sense of the word. Um, I I'm making air quotes now um, because uh, I just want our listeners to get an insight into what. What what was your life like? What, what were you doing? Um, how 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 did travel come about? Just give us an insight yeah. into that. So I first got the idea of wanting to travel full time actually about four years ago. Um, I was studying film in Greece and ended up doing ten countries in ten minutes. And I was interviewing a lot of people, and that really was where I got the idea. And I was like, wow, I'm really happy when I'm traveling. Well. Coming out of that, I actually was in some debt and I needed to finish school and I didn't really have any experience. So I immediately um, start working for a recruiting company. And honestly, I just dreaded most days. I was working like 12 hours a day, not making very good money, very miserable. And while I was working that job, I was like, you know, if I could get into marketing, if I could get into a cool company, you know, maybe I'll be happy. Like, I don't need this travel thing. So I ended up um, working for iHeartMedia's national office, which was awesome. Mm. I was across the radio. I was planning iHeart events, going to concerts. And still about six months in, I just wasn't happy. And it was like a light switch um, went off. And that's when I really realized, okay, I need to figure out how to travel full time. And that's when I started budgeting and I started planning for Mm what I thought was going to be my travel plans um, going into 2020. Um, But before I was just working in marketing, working in HR, um, I probably did about two years experience between both of those things um, before I joined the remote workforce. Right. So you had a pretty normal life like everyone else, you know, just working and, you know, just living life and, did you see yourself like did you ever did it ever cross your mind at any point that you know this travel thing maybe it's just out of reach maybe I should just give it up maybe I should just have a normal life you know just uh, just move on Yeah honestly all the time um especially in the 3 I would say it was about 3 and a half months is what it really took me to find a remote job once I started putting um time into it but all of that time I had a lot of doubt about it. Everyone around me basically thought I was crazy. They're like, you're not in tech. You're not going to be able to work online. My parents, once I did end up getting a remote job, didn't still didn't even understand. Um, So I had to constantly (laughs) um, pop myself up. um, And every morning I would just wake up and I'd be like, I've got to make it happen. 
So it was right. like I would spend on average about three or four hours every night applying for jobs. Wow. To, that's uh, find one. <laughs> to find one. So did you know what you were looking for exactly as far as remote job goes? Or were you just looking for anything that would that would have you work remote? Um, I knew that I wanted a flex schedule. So I wanted to not have to be tied to a time zone. And mm -hmm. I wanted the company to be cool with remote from the beginning. Um, within right. two weeks, um, I started having companies reach out to me and they'd be like, oh, maybe you could come in one day remote or maybe in time you could have flex schedule. And so I just knew that I really wanted those two things. And so above all else, that's what I was looking for. Um, but as far as what I was targeting, um, I would look at positions and look at transferable skills. Lucky for mm -hmm. me, um, I came from two really large companies. Um, so right. my resume was getting um, traction. Um, but as far as what I was specifically going for, I was looking at a lot of sales jobs and just really anything with flexibility in any type of way. Right, right. I think um, I can relate to that as well because um, I, you know, transitioned from sales to digital marketing. That's what I do right now full time besides um, all of this, you know, creative projects that I have going on on the side. And, you know, I was just looking for anything that would have me work remote. But I knew that I didn't want anything that had even the remote possibility of me coming into the office at any point mm -hmm. in time. Because, you know, I, I just knew exactly what I wanted and what I wanted to be doing in a couple months, you know, which is to travel. So that 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 really, you know, made a lot of sense, you know, for anyone who's listening right now who just, you know, wants to find a remote job as a means to probably start traveling. I mean, you need to understand that a lot of people, you know, feel like to get into this remote job or remote work lifestyle you need to have like you know to be you know tech savvy you need to be a web developer i mean developer you need to know a lot of you know tech things but i always tell people that regardless of what you're doing right now as long as you have you know transferable skills you can definitely you know find something you just have to put in the work i mean for you it took four months right um for me, it took about, I mean, I would say about five months to actually find something that, you know, would really work for me. So it's not something that is going to happen overnight, um, definitely. So but you need to like, you know, start putting out, you know, putting yourself out there and start applying to jobs, you know, regardless of where you are right now. But before I go into, you know, the, the I mean, that aspect of your story, I want to go back to, uh, to Greece. Um, you said you were in Greece for a while. You studied film in Greece. And how did Greece come about? Like, what what made you go to Greece? Yeah, so um, basically I was in college, and I straight up, by end of my um, freshman year, I just really hated where I went to school. Um, a lot of people weren't doing much with their time, or I didn't see very many people passionate about things. And so my immediate thought was like, I want to transfer universities. However, um, with the money and everything, it wasn't really going to pan out. Um, so I was like, hey, I'll study abroad. And I actually was supposed to study abroad in New Zealand. And it ended up falling through like two months before. And my career wow. advisor was like, hey, um, there's this school in Greece. Why don't you apply here? And so ended up going out to Greece and so grateful that I did because I got to do so much traveling um, around Europe. And that was <laughs> the first time um, 
that I had really ever left the U.S. besides going to Mexico or anything. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the start of why I ended up in Greece. Um, but I loved getting to study there and also just getting to interview people. It was a really interesting way for me to get started in kind of the media spectrum and working on those type of projects. Right, right. So um, Greece was like your very first taste of travel. And, you know, that really, you know, puts you on this, you know, path of indefinite, indefinite travel. Did you have like any pushback from, say, friends, family, you know, parents, you know, um, on your decision to, to just, you know, pick up and go? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think everyone usually tends to have a lot to say about places that they've never visited. Um, For sure. And so, like, my mom was just, like, saying the worst things, like, there's going to be all these gypsies, you're going to get attacked. Like, everyone just had, like, <laughs> such these random stories. And so I remember when I arrived my first day in Greece, I, like, walked out of my apartment, and I was, like, kind of tiptoeing. I was so nervous. And it, <laughs> And immediately this bus drives by and it had rained the night before and all of the water like splashed me. And oh in that moment, I, I realized I was like, I can't sit here and be in fear. Like I need to just go at it and I need to just walk around right. and I can't be tiptoeing. And that's what I needed to just get hit with that dirty water to realize I'm going to be okay. <laughs> this isn't the worst place ever. Um, but yeah, it's insane how many people like thought I was crazy for doing that. And then once I really started traveling full time, everyone was like, how are you doing this? That's not possible. It's too expensive. You'll never find blah, blah, blah. And all of it just turned out to be like very wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think we all, you know, get this idea. I don't know where people get all these ideas from. I mean, most likely the media, you know, they, there's a lot of things, you know, being said in the media about certain places. Um, I'm in Mexico City right now. And I know a lot of people talk about, you know, narcos a lot. You know, you go to Mexico, you're going to get kidnapped. You know, you will, uh, something bad is going to happen. But I I don't know why people cannot just, you know, do their research and understand that, you know, you will, I mean, not, you can't really say that everywhere is 100% safe. Um, even the best countries in the world still have their own downsides and you just have to be careful where you go and who you hang with and, you know, not to do certain things like walk at midnight, you know, anywhere regardless of where it is so yeah i mean that really um sounds very familiar because I've, I've i've heard certain i mean i've heard the same things myself yeah i was just gonna agree with that and i think that's why my first trip um digital nomad trip i ended up going to peru because my thought process was if i as a female solo traveler can get myself through peru i can get myself through anywhere and right. um, I remember the day I was leaving, I was like so nervous, but also like on the brink of crying. And I got there and I was like, fine. So like just very dramatic. We read all these horrible things and then like half of them just aren't even true at all. Right. You know why I laughed so much was because I was just talking to another digital nomad here in Mexico City yesterday. And they told me about a similar experience, um, their first trip to South Africa about nine years ago where they just, uh, you just, you know, picked up and, and left. And while they were on on the plane, you know, they were panicking so much 
that they were just crying. And, you know, from everything that they've been told about, you know, going to Africa, like you're going to get mauled by a lion, you're going to get killed, like you're not going to come back, you will be sold to a slave, um, you know, in a slave market, like, she picked up and left. And she was literally crying on the plane, like, what have I done? And when she got to South Africa, she realized that, wow, this is such a beautiful country and it all turned out great. So that that sounded very familiar to a conversation I was having yesterday. So let's <laughs> so let's talk about your um your first, I would say, few months into travel. Like, were you confident, you know, with now that you have I mean, I would assume that now you have a job, you know, that pays you and you've started traveling were you at any point in time still like feeling some nerves about you know this might come to an end you know like it's it's always a job right you have a job anything can happen you get fired you get laid off whatever you know but did you uh, how did you stay confident in knowing that you know this is going to go on no matter what yeah so in my case when i got my remote job um it was a 90 day contract to hire. So after 60 days into the job, that's when I left for Peru. And I didn't tell the company, I just left and my boss, I was on the phone with him and he's like, you're doing great. Like, how are you? How's Florida? And I was like, I'm not in Florida. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he was like, where are you? And I ended <laughs> up telling him. And surprisingly he was like, oh, okay. And then it slowly turned into like, I'm going to Mexico, I'm going to Croatia, I'm going, to all these places. Um, but to answer your question, I just knew that if it didn't work out, no one was going to bail me out. And For so sure. pushing against that resistance of like, if this doesn't work, like I'm going back home and I've spent a bunch of money to be here. I just had to make it work. So no matter what it took, I think when I first started digital nomading, it was a lot of getting used to, okay, there's always something to do. There's always somewhere mm -hmm. to go, but like, I still have to work. So whether it be waking up really early or working till the wee hours of the night, uh, it's right. about just putting that time in there. Um, a lot of people have said to me, they're like, well, if I was traveling, I wouldn't have um, the motivation to keep working. But when you know mm. that if you don't get your job done, like you're going home, you you're will going like, back home for sure. Yeah, you will just pull things out <laughs> of you. Like I'll be working at 3 a.m., like whatever it takes um, to just yeah. make it happen. Right. I mean, and that also, you know, just, you know, brings me to uh, remember something that someone said to me um, a couple of days ago, you know, like when you're traveling constantly and you're in this, you know, all this, you know, places that are so beautiful, you know, with so many people just, um, you know, posting whatever you can post, say on a weekend, on, on, you know, on a Saturday, whatever pictures you've taken over the weekend, people just kind of assume that you are, on, you know, constant vacation like you're not working like why how do you get to travel like how do you afford to do this you know you're always posting pictures and whatnot but the reality is i mean at least in my situation i don't know how it's like for you i i work harder now than i would work if i was back in the united states i wake up super early because now i'm one hour behind so Normally, I would you know, start working at nine until, you know, whenever I'm done, say four or 5 p.m. But now I wake up super early because I didn't, you know, initially tell my teammates, I mean, my team members at my work that I was traveling. You know, I just, you know, picked up and, and I, I mean, and I left because it's a remote job. And I, I, I realized that I wanted to be the best 
um, team member I can be, you know, just do my own part of the work in such a way that nobody starts making up, you know, this theory about me not, you know, producing as much as I can because I'm somewhere chilling on the beach in Mexico, you know. So now I tell people I'm working so hard now that I so sometimes it just feels like, you know, what what am I doing this for? But ultimately, you know, travel life is something I've always wanted. And I would do anything, you know, to stay on the road. If that means, you know, waking up super early, like you said, or staying up late at night. So that's that's something I I, I, I can definitely um um relate to. So now that you've been on the road for for how long? For over a year. How, how many countries have you been to? Where have you? What countries have uh, you been to so far? Yeah. So um, I lived in Mexico for about six months. Um, started in Tulum, made my way all the way to Puerto Vallarta, up and kind of down and around. Um, and then I've done Croatia, Italy, um, Czech Republic. England, um, Spain, Portugal, um, went down to Hawaii as well. So since the pandemic has happened, I've done about seven countries um, and about 80 cities. So I've just, I love to move around a lot. I'm someone that usually I'll stay in accommodation for about five days or a week and then move somewhere else and be in a city for about two weeks. So I know a lot of people that Digital Nomad, they tend to travel a lot slower. Um, for me, for sure. especially while being in Europe, um, I love a change of pace. I love to go somewhere new um, and keep things exciting. And I've also noticed by moving around so lot, so much, I get to meet so many other digital nomads just faster. As right. Well. Right. I mean, that's, that's a lot of places in such a short period of time. I mean, I could... <laughs> I couldn't imagine traveling as fast as you do because I I love to get in a routine. I love to just travel slowly and just, you know, enjoy the destination a lot more, you know, find a um find a gym, you know, go there a couple times a week, stay in shape and you know, just um you know, just just be in that place for a lot longer. I think I would burn out pretty fast if I if I just, you know, go as fast as you do, but hey, I mean, I think everyone has, you know, the way of doing things. I think that way works for you. And I know a lot of people that it works for as well. But, you know, for a lot of people, you know, if if you want to start traveling, you know, because we see Instagram and, you know, YouTube and we see all of this data nomads, you know, traveling to all these places like so fast. And that was the idea that I had in mind. Like I wanted to go to all of these countries like so fast. Like I, in my very few, you know, by very short time of traveling, I've only been to about six or seven countries so far. And that's in the space of, of five years, you know, but I haven't done, you know, a lot of traveling in the last four years. So, um, I'm in Mexico city right now and I will be here for maybe the next three weeks. I've been here for, for about three weeks now. And I just, love it so much that I am kind of getting attached to it, but I know I'm going to have to, you know, leave at some <laughs> point. So <laughs> yeah, because it's such a beautiful city, you know, it's, um, it's, it has such a great mix of, you know, culture and, you know, modern architecture. The people are so nice. The food is so good. And I just, I just love it so much, but I know I'm going to have to leave and I'm, and, and I'm dreading that already, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you, how you help, other digital nomads because while doing my research i realized that you know you have this um you have this entrepreneurial venture where you help other digital nomads get on the road whether that's you know 
finding remote opportunities like you did or, you know, just getting in the right mindset to travel. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, basically, before I can get into that, the way that it all started, so I've been working um, remotely for a company out of California. Once um, the pandemic happened, I ended up having to re-sign a lease, and then I left about two months after that. However, I was still paying for that lease while traveling, and that's when I realized I was like, okay, I need to make more money. So I um, launched a website um, and ended up sending it to this girl who I met through like a digital nomad networking group. And she was like, hey, I showed my boss your website. We want to offer you this apartment in Croatia in exchange for some travel writing. And so I was like, whoa. So I immediately fly out to Croatia (laughs) within two days. Um, It ends up actually falling through. Um, But later that week, someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, I'd like to hire you. And I'm like, what do you mean you want to hire me? And they're like, yeah, I heard you're a writer. I'd like to hire you. Well, that snowballed into where people started finding me. I started doing email marketing. I was doing content creation. And then, Mm. of course, my friends and family, they started to take notice. Like, whoa, Mikkel, like, how are you making this money? How are you affording this? How are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm working remotely and I'm doing freelance like on the side. And they were like, can you help me? So then I started helping some of them and then they started making good money. And so I was like, okay, obviously um, helping people find work online is a gift that um, is working for me, which Mm -hmm. made me develop um, a coaching program called Digital Expiration. And basically in this program, the person is working one-on-one with me, but we're uncovering what is their online skill and how can we get them to doing that online in a way that they're comfortable of doing it? And then what other mental blocks do we need to uncover so that you can actually leave and travel? Um, a lot of people, um, particularly for me at being a female, as a female traveler, there's a lot of different thoughts that go through your mind. Uh, mm-hmm. So we work a lot with uncovering kind of the back end stuff that's holding you back. Cause I think a lot of people that want this life, they definitely have the skills Um, they're just living a little bit in fear or don't think it's realistic. So we spend a lot of time working on the mindset and then just using their unique skills and transferable skills to find them a job that actually aligns with what they're passionate about. Um, I know a lot of people working online be like, oh, just be a virtual assistant, just do data entry. And like, that may work for some people. However, I think someone like me, I would feel very bored in that job and yeah it's great to work online but it's not really great to work online if you don't enjoy what you're doing yeah so it's just mainly about helping people find something that they're passionate about um so that they can work and travel as well yeah i mean that is such that is such a brilliant idea because i i know first and how you know being in the right mindset to, I mean, to start with has a lot to do with whether or not you're going to start traveling at all or stay on the road. Because um, five years ago, when I moved to the United States, like I always knew I wanted to travel. I always knew that, you know, I wanted to leave the stage of nomad lifestyle. And I keep, you know, seeing people do it. And the question I always had was, how are these people doing it? Like, this guy is in Thailand, is in, you know, Bangkok, is in Bali, is in all these exotic places. Like, how is it happening? Like, what do they do online? In fact, there's a particular person that I follow. Maybe you might know him. His name is Jubril. 
Jabiru Agro is the founder of Passport Evi. They have one of the best YouTube travel channels. I mean, it's 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 awesome what these guys are doing. I mean, the quality of their videos. And that was the first person I saw on Instagram back in 2017. You know, I, I saw one of his ads on Facebook where he was just talking about how he's been leaving on the road and working at the same time. And I'm just like, who is this dude? Like, is also Nigerian and he travels? Like, I maybe I can do the same thing, but I was just confused. So I, so I followed him and I've been following this guy now for almost four years. And I know that it, sometimes you can get caught up in like real life and day to day. You have a job, you get you get inundated with all of the stress and all that. And you just feel like, you know what, maybe this thing will never happen, you know? So following these people and seeing every day, like day to day, what they do as being that, you know, that motivation that I needed, you know, because it helped me work on my mindset. And I would listen to a bunch of podcasts, travel podcasts, and listen to people like yourself who are doing it. And that just kept me locked in. Like, you know what, if I keep working hard, if I keep, you know, seeking information and just, um, you know, keep my mindset right, I know for, for a fact that one day, I would get to a point where I would travel. So I think it's really important, you know, that aspect of what you do, you know, working on the mindset, because when my friends ask me now, like, how are you traveling? Like a few weeks before I get on the road, my friends were asking me, so what are you going to do about your job? I'm like, what job? I've been working remote for, I mean, for, for, for a long time now. <laughs> what are you going to do about your apartment? Well, I'm not going to renew my lease. That's what I'm going to do. So what are you going to do about your car? Well, I'm going to get rid of it. That's what I'm going to do. So, you know, a lot of these things, like we just make up excuses to not do it. And I think it's important for people to understand, you know, that this is actually very attainable, much more attainable than than they think. So tell me about, you know, how, you know, you've been, you know, able to help people. Like, how can people, you know, find you? How can they, you know, get in touch with you? Can they enroll in this program if they want to? And how can they, you know, just basically take advantage of what you have to offer in terms of, you know, your your coaching and and guidance? Yeah, so um, you guys can always find me on Instagram, um, and that's going to be Mikkel underscore Slicer, or I also have a website inspired by influence, um, and my coaching program is on there. I also give out a lot of free resources on uh, my free Facebook page, um, Facebook group, um, and that's aspiring um aspiring digital nomads. Um, you can find it on my regular Facebook page. Um, but on there, I'm helping people. But I really am about making sure that when I'm helping you, like we're finding what's really going to work for you um, and is going to make you happier in the long term. And kind of what you were saying, to just echo what you're saying about the mindset, it is so much mindset, especially once you actually start traveling and you realize, oh my God, I don't know anyone here everyone's speaking a different language. What am I supposed to do? And if you are not mentally prepared for that or very confident in who you are, knowing that you've got your stuff together, you're just going to crumble because you've got to be able to stand on your feet and walk up and talk to a stranger, not be afraid to get lost, kind of throw some stuff to the wolves a little bit and just put yourself out there completely. 
Absolutely. I mean, that is that is so much important. Like what you just mentioned now about, you know, being in a new country, you know, seeing new people, new faces every day that can get like so mentally um, challenging. I know I felt a little bit that way. Like when I got to Mexico, I've been learning Spanish now for about seven weeks before I got on the plane. And I, when I got here, it was completely different. Like I I, I couldn't understand anything. And for the first couple of days, I felt like, you know what, I'm just going to stay in my Airbnb. I'm not going to go out because it was so stressful. Like you have to, you know, talk to people and you don't want to sound stupid. And being the perfectionist that I am, that was something that I really struggled with. But now I'm trying to, you know, just you know, get outside of my feelings and just get out of my head a little bit and just, you know, just, you know, just do it. And that all stems down from, you know, the mindset that I have, because I know I'm going to be on the road for as long as I can. And, you know, into indefinite future and i'm gonna have to deal with it at some point so that's 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 really important too so um since you're been traveling since you've been traveling for i mean for a while have you ever had like any crazy experiences like what what is the craziest experience you've had maybe good or bad you know just for people to have Um, an idea what it's like on the road honestly i've been pretty um pretty lucky i haven't had any moments where um i was really really um scared or anything like that i think the closest one was definitely i was in rome um and i had caught a bus and the bus was it ended up running really late and um so i got back to rome and it was like past midnight and my friend had ordered me an uber off her phone but her Uber got there before mine and my phone was dead. And so I was just waiting on the side of the street and people were like coming up to me saying random things. Um, And (laughs) after about 15 minutes of waiting, I was like, you know, this Uber isn't here. I'm just going to get into a different car. So I got into a different car, got back and my friend had texted me and was like, Hey, um, that Uber ended up canceling. So thank God I just acted on impulse. But in my experience, my most sketchiest experiences I've ever had have been in the U.S. So, like, Mm. I've traveled Mexico, (laughs) I've traveled Europe, I've been in Eastern Europe as well, um, and I actually find um, both of them to be quite safe. I think it's just about being aware of your surroundings and definitely being aware that you may not have some of the same rights that you have uh, wherever you're from. So, like, for me, um, being a female... Um, in some places, men are not going to treat me with the same level of respect as I'm used to in the U.S. Um, right. For example, while living in Greece, um, I did see like a bouncer punch my friend in the face, push her into the wow. street, like a very extreme circumstance where I feel like you maybe wouldn't see that in the U.S. Um, but it's just recognizing your surroundings at all times. And then also, too, because I'm not familiar, I'm not I'm not getting overly intoxicated or to a point where I can't handle myself. And that's the thing you always have to keep in mind. It's just, you've always got to be aware. And the second that you're not aware, like who knows what could happen. But luckily um, I feel a lot safer actually outside the U.S. (laughs) And believe me, I've, I've heard that a lot. I've, I've heard people tell me that, especially people who, you know, have lived in the U.S. and now living somewhere else, you know, tell me that, you know, they feel, 
much more, I mean, they feel freer outside of the U.S. than they would if they were back in the U.S. You know, there's just so much going on in the media. Like, you just force feed you with a lot of things. And uh, honestly, that can be very tiring. Like, you look in the media, they... They, they 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 tell you how to feel basically and you know with everything going on i mean honestly i sometimes i i, I mean i not sometimes i think every time I, I feel very lucky that i can say that i i i live in the u.s because if i was back in nigeria not having like an option of where else to live or where to be a resident i would have so very few options of you know where to travel to because even right now being a resident of the united states i still have to apply for a visa for most of the places i want to go to so i don't really have the option of you know just picking up and leave and you know having a visa on arrival or having you know the you know the luxury of you know not needing a visa but the fact that you know i i still can do this you know being a US resident i'm very grateful for that but at the same time we need to know that you know it's 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 a country that still needs some some you know some love <laughs> so i hope um you know i hope the leaders and everyone in there you know can just make it better but i've heard that pretty often that you know people tell me they feel a lot freer when they're outside the united states than than they're inside so if you're listening to this and you're wondering you know what it's like out there um you, you know with safety and what you can expect on the road. Well, you need to know that you're traveling somewhere else to a, another person's country, another person's territory, and you have to abide by the rules, by the laws of you know of the land. And you know, hopefully, you know, you go somewhere that have more relaxed laws than you know than the others. But always do your research. Like wherever you want to go, make sure you learn about the place before going there, so that way you're always you know you, you you're always safe and you're always you know going by, you know, whatever law of the land there is in the, I mean, in the country. So what would you say to someone who is probably on the brink of um, traveling right now, but they just are very skeptical, like, I don't know if I want to do this. I, I don't know what to expect. Like traveling, is that something that people do? What do you say to them? Um, I think that um, you wouldn't be drawn to traveling if there wasn't something out there that's meant for you. Like you wouldn't right. have this pull to go and do it if there wasn't something out there for you. And when it comes to what other people think and what you've heard, everyone's got an opinion. And that's what I've learned about traveling is like people will tell me, oh, Paris sucks. Paris is great. It's like everyone's got an opinion. Go into the place, be extremely open minded and just ready to absorb and listen because that's that's what I love about traveling is just what I learn about people, which in turn helps me learn things about myself. And if you're thinking about doing it, then it's meant for you. You wouldn't have the idea to do it if it like if it wasn't like supposed to be for you. You just wouldn't. You would yeah. be very comfortable with what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, there you have it. Like if you're thinking about it, if you even have a remote thought about traveling, then it means that something's drawn it to you. I mean, to, I mean, drawing you to traveling and you have like the fact that you entertain the idea in your, in your brain means that you probably want to do it at some point and maybe you should. So, I mean, just like, just like you said, like you just have to, you know, be prepared to, to learn new things, be super open-minded because there's going to be a lot of teaching moments uh, when you go to foreign countries, because travel really, really, really changes you in, in a lot of very good ways. And I think it's, it's the best thing that anyone can do for themselves because at the end of the day, 
you will not remember the days where you worked overtime. You will only remember the days where you made some memories and you know you met up with a random stranger at a bar. You started chatting up and you became friends for life. So I believe those are some of the you know things that travel does to you. And right now, people can find you on Instagram. And just before we go again, I just want you to you know give all you know your social media. Where can people find you so they can you know at least you know have it registered in their minds? Of course, I will have it in the show notes as well. Perfect. Yeah. So it's going to be Mikkel underscore Slicer, which is M-I-C-K-E-L-L-E underscore Slicer, S-L-E-Y-S-T-E-R. And then my website is Inspired by Influence. So that's kind of the best ways to find me in all my uh, different programs and stuff like that. Awesome. Inspired by influence, inspired by freedom. So we were both inspired by at least one thing. Um, this is, you know, one question I always like to ask people. What inspired you? Maybe we talked about it, but could you look back and think about a moment that, you know, where you just felt this is the life I want to choose, the moment that inspired you on this journey? Yeah, so I, when I was living in Greece, I would hike up in the mountains every day, and there was this little spot that we'd go and watch the sunset, and I remember it was the last day I was watching it, and I was crying, and I was realizing that what stood between me seeing everything I'd seen over the six months and people that were sitting at home was paperwork. It was the paperwork that was holding them back, and that moment I realized I don't want paperwork, a job, or anything to hold me back from what's really out there in the world because it's these simple little things it's putting in that extra hour applying for jobs it's reaching out to people you don't know and asking how they get ahead that really are going to make a big difference and where you're going in the future wow that's that's very profound um i wanted to ask you something but i think that is a very um great way to to end this conversation, have people always remember that, you know, what, what's standing in between you, where you are right now and what's out there for in the world. Because um, I made an Instagram post a couple of days ago and I was just talking about how beautiful this planet is. And if we have the privilege to go out and see it, it would be a shame to not, to not see what this planet has, has to offer because it's, it's, it's just so beautiful, not just in the nature, but in the people that inhabit it, because there's more good people in the world than you can imagine and we can possibly imagine. You know, we think about people and we think about, you know, all of the bad things that people do, but there's so much good things that can come out of, you know, meeting strangers because they say um, a stranger is just, I mean, a friend, I mean, a stranger is just if someone who you haven't got to meet yet, you know? Um, and yeah, thank you for sharing all of this insights and, I I loved you know every every aspect of your story and you know what's uh, what's next for you. Yeah, so I am going back to Europe on November first. Going to spend a, a month in maybe Spain. Um, that's where I'm leaning towards at the current moment. <laughs> I'm an intuitive traveler, so I'll just go wherever my intuition will um, kind of pull me. And then January, South Africa, and then hopefully Bali come February, March. So really wow. hoping to explore um, Asia and hopefully coronavirus is kind of fading into the rear view mirror for my travel plans. 
For sure. Um, yeah, those are very interesting choices. Well, Mikael, thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for sharing all this story. I really appreciate it, and I'm pretty sure the audience appreciates it as well. And I just want to wish you all the best in 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 your journey, and hopefully we get to, you know, chat it up again at some point and um, probably catch up with you, see what you're up to in a couple months, in a year. And, um, yeah, thank you for coming. Perfect. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Absolutely. All right, Mikael. Bye. Bye. Well, 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 there you have it. I want to say thank you to Mikael for coming on the show and sharing that story with us, sharing a story of how she got started traveling and just how you can be inspired as well to get out on the road and see more of the world. I always say that this 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 planet is such such a beautiful place and if you have the choice, if you have the privilege or the option to go out and see it, please do it. I mean, some of the things that you might be wondering, just like we've discussed on the show, uh, you know, that how do you make money doing it? How do you get on the road without without having to worry about affordability? How do you afford to travel? Well, we talked about all of that. And a lot of people feel like getting a remote job and traveling indefinitely can uh, cannot be attainable. Maybe it's just for a certain group of people and just... Um, a certain group of people have access to that kind of lifestyle, but I'm here to tell you that if you put your mind to it, if you really want to do this, you only need to start looking into the right places and in the right direction. And once you set your mind to it, I believe things will start working out in your favor. You don't have to be a tech-savvy person in order to get a remote job or in order to start working remotely. Whatever you have going on in your life right now, you can definitely um, transition that into a remote work. All you need really is uh, transferable skills. If you have transferable skills, you can you can definitely start um, looking for opportunities in, in your field or in a different field and you can also work with Mikkel. She does, you know, digital nomad coaching where she helps you get your mindset right. And you can reach out to her. I'll leave a contact in the show notes. You can reach out on Instagram. You can email. And um, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure your dream of becoming a digital nomad can can come to life. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast, my friend. And I hope you enjoy it. I will be having a lot of great conversation with all the digital nomads and entrepreneurs in the coming days and weeks and you can always look forward to those kind of conversations on this podcast and we will be having them uploaded as soon as they are ready hopefully once or twice a week and you can always come back here and you will find something to something to enjoy listening to again my name is daniel falnipe and thank you again for listening to the podcast and i will talk to you in the next one bye how powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from cox 
It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.